Hi, I'm Dan Boyd. I'm Kimmy Zeiler. St. Ignatius of Loyola said, Out of gratitude and love for him, Jesus Christ, we should desire to be reckoned fools. We're seeking to discover Christ in everything, from the banal to the sublime, and this is Fools, fools for, for Christ. Christ. Hello, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! So, follow up on resolutions from last time, or, or goals that we had set for ourselves. <clears throat> Um, yes, so we talked about different things during the holiday season and um, what we're thankful for and how that lends us to um, give back to others. Yes. And I think you challenged yourself to do um, little packages for the homeless to hand out whenever you saw them Yes. on the road or anything like that. And I did it. Yay! No, I definitely did not... I only met the letter of the law. If I'm honest with myself, <laughs> <laughs> um, I could have. I I've handed out one, and it just happened to have been today. So there was a bit of a break, um, but I did. I did. So I have a couple more in my car, awesome. so I can give them out to people. And I did. I guess in my defense, I brought a bunch to a food pantry, and so those mm. have probably already been given out. I just wasn't the one who did them, um, but I guess that's okay too. I don't. Yeah. Now that I think about that, like. People are fed because of my, my labors, and it, I don't have to be the one giving the, the stuff to them. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's um, good. Now, I know I said I was going to join you on this, and unfortunately, I did not hold my end of the bargain, and I forgot. And I know it happens. It does. Um, so you're going to have to follow up with me next time. Make okay. sure I do it by next time. I will. Try to give yourself a guilt trip if it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it. I'm, that's Got the one, guilt trip. Yeah, I don't. That's one of my. I don't know if it's a if it's correct to say it's a gift, but I I found especially working with students, like if I'm coordinating a, a drive or a fundraiser, yeah. I can very easily find the right words to make people feel bad about not giving. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably not that. Like it would be best to just inspire them with love. Uh, yeah. Um, but perhaps if not for inspiration then out of guilt they give the lord so so welcomes that donation um, in fact just yesterday we were talking about so at, at the school we're going to sell socks through catholic relief services oh, nice. during lent and 20 like 20 percent of every sock goes to uh, refugees um mm. and they're highlighting the crs right now is highlighting the plight of refugees throughout the world like uh syria and, and Ro, the rohingya which i think is to the um Southeast Asia, that region. Um, but I was recommending to people, or saying that I'm like when I go to sell the socks to people, um, I will say, "Oh, here, here's a pair of socks." And then once they buy them, I would say, "You know, what would be really great is if, in addition to buying the socks, you donate those socks to people who don't have any." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the, the look on people's faces instantly dropped, and. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, I use my powers for good. <laughs> no, you said, I'm glad you use your powers for good. Um, but you said 20% of the sock? You mean of the funds raised uh, yeah, by I'm the sorry. socks? Uh, yeah, not of the sock. Like 20% like, of a sock is useless. Is it just the heel useless. or is it the, <laughs> the toe? Yeah, the toe and the heel. The rest is left <laughs> off. Because those, the, those are the parts you want. That's hilarious. That's a really neat. Me, yeah, no, I liked it. And so the, the students will, will get to wear the sock during the week. Um, oh, or actually cool. throughout all of Lent. So one day throughout all of Lent, they'll get to break uniform and wear that, that sock. Um, yes. I, I think they'll really get on board with it. They're pretty cool socks. Yeah. So if you, if, if, 
anybody listening, if you want to see what they're like, just Google CRS socks. Oh, cool. And it'll come up. Um, I think they're neat. I would wear them. And I like I like fun, crazy socks. So um, I don't have any on right now. But yesterday I had I had Santa socks with a mustache. So it was he didn't have a beard. He had a mustache. But, um, Santa without a beard. So how was your Christmas? Speaking of Santa, it was wonderful. Yes. Um, first Christmas with a baby. Oh my goodness. Which was really 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 fun. So even though my daughter didn't do like, I think probably up until like nine months or maybe even a year. I don't know. Um, there, there's no way. I mean, they have no concept of presents or anything. So she just kind of w- watched us as we were opening all of the boxes, and she's definitely entertained by the action and the <laughs> and the tree and everything. Um, but it was just fun to see her wonder. Uh, and then um, thinking about next year, how she's going to be running around and both like looking forward to to stuff, but also appreciating the gift of of just her being cute. So there's always like a double gift there's the the excitement of what to look forward to mm-hmm. and the wonder of what's going on right now um mm. so perhaps a little bit like what what mary felt of like the wonder at seeing her own little baby mm. and the the expectation the joyful hope of, of what was going to happen mm. so how was your christmas it was very good it was um spent with family so it was a quieter Christmas, but we did see a lot of family. <laughs> so it was just myself and my parents at home. Yeah. Um, my siblings are all over the place. Um, and I got to see all the different sides of my family. I think I mentioned that to you. That's what I look forward to, yeah, being able to yeah. see everyone and catch up. And um, I had some quality time with my cousins. And it was, it was good. Good. Your family in particular seems to do a great job of maintaining a connection, even though they're, I mean, like degrees and degrees apart, Mm -hmm. it seems like you still have a connection with those family members, which I think is really impressive. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I, like mea culpa, I don't communicate with my first cousins. Um, (laughs) And it seems like you have like frequent contact with cousins who are like far more removed than that. (laughs) That's actually true. They all settled in the same area. Okay. And so we all kind of overtook Hollywood, Florida. There you go. You can, eventually great. you can rename it. To like what's, Gillis. Yeah, there you go. The, like Gillis Land, Florida. Yeah, I would call it like Gillis Island or something. Yes. Um, even though it's not an island, is it? No. It's not part of Okay. No, yeah. it's not. But I'd, we could get an island. You could. I don't actually know where Hollywood, Florida is. It's in between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Okay. Is it one of those places like you, it sneaks up on you when you're driving down and you're like, oh, all of a sudden you're in Hollywood. <laughs> uh, maybe. Okay. It's just kind of like smack dab in between okay. those two cities. Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> and so most people go to Fort Lauderdale or Miami for like the nightlife and the tourist attractions, but there's also Hollywood in between. Okay. Gotcha. And it's got a neat little downtown area. I like towns like that. I like quaint towns. I'm not, I, I like big cities are, are a little too busy for me. But if you mm. find like a, an older small town square area that like, I love those. I think they're so charming. Yes. It's just, yeah. they actually kind of, what I like about them, I think fits into the, the, what we're talking about today. But, um, mm. you like, that's where, I think that's where some of the best of community and social life come together is that those, those places exist so that people can uh, can work towards human flourishing um, mm. when they're when they're done right. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes big cities lose a little bit of that. They 
it's almost like they, they're focused too much on on simply production. So it's like, like they that's all they exist yeah. for. Mm-hmm. And then the the small town square is a balance of production and leisure. And so like there you know we work so that we can do stuff, and then we like we do stuff to uh, to serve the Lord and to I mean just to enjoy His goodness yeah. in each other. Yeah, I like that assessment. Thanks. I just came up with it on the spot. I hope it's right. It could be. It could be dead wrong. Um, well, speaking of, of assessments, we yeah. are going to assess Pope Francis's assessment of 2017. It's an assessment inception. It is. It's tw- it's 2018. It's 2018. I bet you every podcast going on everywhere in the world right now said something like that. Like it's 2018. I can't believe. It. <laughs> um, well, it's okay. We don't have to always be original. Yeah. Yeah. No, we shouldn't. Um, <laughs> but Pope Francis did give a beautiful um, homily during Vespers on December 31st, and uh, it has not been translated officially to English. No. But luckily, there's this great feature called Google Translate. Yes, and it translates <laughs> websites all on their own. And I'll admit, I was lazy. I didn't even want to try to read it in Spanish. I, when my phone offered to translate it for me, I said, why not? What the heck? <laughs> so we translated from the Spanish to English and are going to talk to you about what we're seeing it say. Um, but any quotes that we say are, are from that kind of translated right. third party. They're not the official quotes of yes. Pope Francis. Um, so I, I think it's just a beautiful message. Um, I, w- I wasn't expecting something like this for like an end of the year. I don't know what to expect right. from a Pope. I don't know that I've read many of his Vespers homilies for like end of year messages. Yeah, I, I can't say, not that there shouldn't be, but those aren't high on my reading list. <laughs> <laughs> like papal Vesper messages, but, um, no, you were, I guess like if I, if I tried to get in mind, like what would the Pope talk about at the end of the year? think of it it almost be like get ready for the new year or yeah. something but it was um well, let's jump right into it yeah so it was different so he starts talking because of course he's giving this during the octave mm-hmm. of christmas and so he starts with talking about gratitude of the word made flesh and how the lord enters into our lives and that that gratitude of that extends to everyone everywhere in the world and involves the self and the we. I mean, that's how it translated it. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> our self and others. Mm-hmm. Um, it involves everyone. Yeah. And um, from that, um, it's almost like he was saying that gratitude frees us to care for the other. Right. It's, it's almost um, when, you, when you open your hands to almost in like in, in gratitude and you stop grasping onto things and it's, it's when you realize you have enough to share and you're not just mm. trying to like grab and get enough for yourself. Um, and I don't know, the Christmas is the perfect time to, to recognize like this. I, I don't want to overplay this, but um, thinking about it right now, like gratitude is, is really everything. Um, I mean, even, I guess it's, it's not overplaying it because it's like Thanksgiving is the central Christian mystery. It's mm-hmm. like recognizing what God has given us, which yeah. is everything, and yes. it's all good. <laughs> um, and that, yeah, no, it, you're right. It, it frees us to to be present to others, to um, to worry less about what we have, because um, we recognize we have enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I think if I 
if I stood before God and I said, I don't have enough, like thanks for X, Y, and Z, but no thanks for not giving me the rest of the stuff. I don't mm. know that that would, that would be an authentic gratitude. Yeah. Um, because of the reality that the things he has given me are, they're all excess. Like everything mm. is a gift. Uh, you're, you're hitting on something that reminds me of part of, I know I've shared a little bit about what happened when I was at spiritual direction training. Mm -hmm. And one of the great fruits of that was recognizing, um, that the Lord was calling me to be thankful for a very difficult situation in my life that lasted for quite a bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> and that, um, I now feel like in, in certain ways I'm freed from, but, um, Gratitude that I was put in that position to go through that situation. Right. Um, and gratitude that I had been on the receiving end of such turmoil and despair. Um, and gratitude for it in a very authentic sense. And I never thought that I could be grateful for that. Right. But somehow the Lord brought me even to being grateful for that in and of itself um, because of what it did to me. And how it changed me as a person, um, being able to see the Lord's hand in that and what it, that allowed other things to happen and seeing a kind of a ripple effect, but being thankful, not just for the effect, but also from the act itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to say when I spoke about adoption, I, in a very similar way, I was able to, to recognize both the need, but also the, the goodness of being grateful for the, the experience and the Sounds, I mean, it sounds weird saying it, but to be grateful for the suffering of not having children. Hmm. Um, yeah. And it, uh, I don't think I can put it quite as eloquently as you, but that was, it was absolutely a gift to go through that and to, to have that time to be present to others and to learn. Um, and it, it's not, it would cheapen it to say like, well, the Lord taught, the Lord put me through that period just to make me grateful now that I have a baby. Like he didn't, yeah, that's, that's not, not the kind of, that's mm -hmm. not what God does. Uh, the experience itself made me better. Like it was, um, there was goodness there when I opened my eyes to see it. Hmm. And I, I think that's, that's a beautiful lesson itself. And that the, when we are able to recognize it, there is goodness all around us. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it, it's almost like it takes the vision of the saints you know, that something just came to my mind, and it's Maximilian Kolbe, St. Maximilian Kolbe, in the gas chamber at Auschwitz. He was singing hymns when they were trying to starve him to death. Mm. And he, he was surrounded by evil, more so than any other, probably any, like, that's about the most evil you could get. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he finds joy. He finds reasons to, to praise the Lord. Mm. Um, and it's like this this reminder, the Lord overcomes. Like, his plan overcomes, and... Gratitude gives us the ability to overcome everything. Yeah. It's rec recognizing those gifts. Yeah. And, I mean, I think that's what Pope Francis goes into almost. Because then he goes straight from talking about being this gratitude of the Word made flesh into um, the recognition <clears throat> that even though all good is his gift, we as humans have squandered that yeah. and um he says that war is uh he says wars are the flagrant sign of this reckless and absurd pride um 
of ingratitude. Yeah. And pride is, is like a, uh, it's, it's saying I deserve more than what I have as if, as if to say, Lord, what you've given me is not enough. And so I deserve more. Um, is the opposite of pride gratitude? I'd say so. Cause it's so in the, yeah, I would say it's, it's at least a big part of the opposite of pride. <laughs> um, right recognition of, of kind of like who you are and what the Lord has done. Like, I like see Lewis's. Yeah, it's connected to humility. Yeah. Um, and it's also, so thinking, I love C.S. Lewis's definition of humility. It's not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. And um, that's gratitude is thinking of the other, like recognizing mm. the other has done so much good for me. I mean, that's Mary's fiat right there, or Mary's Magnificat right mm. there. Like, she's she's the mother of the Lord of the universe. And she doesn't say, like, look at me, you know, I'm like, I'm pretty special. She immediately says, like my soul is magnify the Lord. Hmm. Um, yeah. So it, it seems so it, going back to what I said at the beginning, it seems so I wouldn't have expected Pope Francis to talk about war right. <laughs> and the injustices that, that we bring into the world. Um, during the Christmas octave <laughs> as we welcome in the new year. Um, but it's, it's so beautiful because he that then spurs him on um to the need for us to have responsibility of that yeah and to seek the common good and he he i love his little examples of like the the people who so he gives kind of a, a like a he paints with a very broad brush of the ways that we have squandered the lord's gifts but then mm -hmm. he uses very clear examples of people who, who aren't <laughs> and they're they're cute i mean they're like nativity scene cute he, oh, he says yeah, something that's a, like good job dan yeah, thanks <laughs> um he says i mean like he's speaking of the people who um prudently and with discretion drive safely and i like it Anybody who's been to Rome knows that it, it can be an incredibly chaotic place. <laughs> and there are plenty of people who don't drive prudently and with discretion. But the, I think that's a, um, the way we, we act in traffic is almost a, it's like a great little microcosm of human existence. Mm -hmm. And then it's so easy to cause chaos by putting yourself first. Yes. Um, but when like traffic is going well and everything flows and the system's working, it's, I'm impressed with how well some cities flow. It's like, yeah. wow, this, like everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. They're thinking about <laughs> other people more. And that's like, it's, it's subtle and it's simple, but that's, that's most of our life. Yes. You know, I, I'm grandiose and I like to, I like to romanticize things, but the reality is most of, if I'm going to become a saint, it's going to be in the day to day things yeah. for the most part. And those are like, you can't be a saint in a huge way if you can't be a saint in your car and yeah. you can't be a saint in traffic. Yeah. And that's, um, those are all those little invitations that the Lord offers us to, um, to walk with him and to be with him. And that's, to me, I think those are actually easier to start with. Like, it's fairly easy when I'm in my car to, like, if the Lord is, is calling me, and this happens all the time. Sometimes I just turn on the radio because I, I want to, to not think. Mm -hmm. But recognizing still the Lord, there's an invitation from the Lord, like walk with me, be with me, accompany me, mm -hmm. be present to me. Um, and in the car, that's pretty simple. You know, like I'm glad he's inviting me in that way first rather than like 
would you come stand in front of a machine gun for me? I mean, that's like, mm-hmm. that requires a, a whole, uh, a whole different martyred. level. Yeah, 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 a whole different level of, um, of commitment. Yeah. So he's, he's giving me these baby steps first. Um, and um, kind of Pope Francis, to me, is, is he, he's here encouraging me to participate in the common good of my, my brother and sister far more um, and to, to recognize, like, I am a part of the we. And it's that, mm-hmm. like, it's only in that, in the same way that Adam recognized himself in the other, mm-hmm. um, I've, I, kinda, I find my whole purpose in recognizing the way I can, I can love and serve others. Um, in the we. Yeah. Um, and my, my life is so much richer because of that. <clears throat> so there's the... I guess even even now I'm romanticizing like driving in traffic, but um, I can be a saint in traffic. And if yeah. I can be a saint in traffic, then that lets me be a saint in, in other areas and prepares yes. me to be a saint in other areas. Yes. Um, yeah. So the three things he mentioned in particular were the, the traffic, those who move in traffic with discretion and prudence. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then respecting public places and being attentive to the elderly and those who have difficulties. Um I love, love those things. Yeah. I spent um, some time with my grandparents over Christmas break and um, reminding myself to be attentive to their needs and slow down and just be, listen um, when my wonderful grandmother who has Alzheimer's tells me for the 13th time that my apartment looks so cute and she loves it, <laughs> you know? Like, but those things are just the attentiveness to them as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so all of those things are beautiful. And I, I think you termed, like, that's so much like St. Joseph. Yeah, they are. Um, like, all of those those people he mentioned, I think he, he said, I mean, they go about their, their business doing the good thing, like being, contributing to the common good silently. Mm-hmm. And that, the word silently, or whatever, however he said it, reminded me instantly of St. Joseph, and that he, he never speaks in Scripture. Mm. Um but did he not have such a huge role to play mm. of being a guardian of the redeemer and um he he just did as the lord asked him to and um he wasn't he wasn't looking for recognition he was just like f- following the lord's will in a silent way mm-hmm. and i have to believe he was really content with that and the lord gave him uh such a such a sense of fulfillment and uh, and participation in his uh, in his plan. He raised the Lord. Um, he, he raised the Son of of God, and did so without making a big deal of it. So yeah, yeah. So because so much of this was about the common good, I think let's quickly um, we've got a couple minutes left, but yeah. let's just talk about what that means because it's not it's a term that I feel like has dropped very frequently in liturgical documents and in um, when you're studying the faith, but I haven't heard it quite defined as articulately as it is in the catechism. Yes. So let's, shall we go there? Yes. So this is paragraph 1906. The common good is the sum total of social conditions which allow people, either as groups or as individuals, to reach their fulfillment more fully and easily. And that's coming from Gaudium et Spes, paragraph 26. 
the a couple of things really really stand out to me. Um, the the first is allowing people as groups or as individuals, and it doesn't say as individuals or groups. So it's putting the group first, mm. um, which I think is kind of harkens back to the reality that the Lord is gathering us all as his as his children. Like this is we're, we come to the table of the Lord as a family, not as individuals. Mm. I mean, we're not. Uh, we're not eating separately here. We're eating as, as brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and then reaching their fulfillment more fully and more easily. And the, 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 the paragraphs continue to kind of explain what, uh, what fully means. But just the, the delicacy of saying to reach their fulfillment more easily. Mm. Um, and that's what, that's what community is about. That's what yeah. society is for. Yeah. And... It, it to me it reframes social living. It reframes my, like civic involvement to be more than economic participation, which I, th- I think is that's almost like the the go to thing. Um, okay. Like school is the schools and education are the primary way of preparing people to be engaged in society right now. Yeah, and I think they primarily focus on economic economic activity. Hmm. rather okay. than like civic involvement that's a fair yeah because it's all about like how can i prepare you to make money um which really puts the cart before the horse because money only exists to give you other things so we spend the majority of our efforts preparing people to get to a um r- r- to stop at the road sign that points you where to go because money's not the end money's mm. the, like the vehicle um, yeah. And, but this this reframes it that the like the common good, so the end of our our efforts as society should be human fulfillment and being able to achieve our goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are kind of going back to to Pope Francis. Those are those people who who move through traffic prudently <laughs> and and with discretion, and who care for the elderly. And who have respect for public places. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the majority of what our daily life is going to be. And so it's, um, like, at Mass, people probably frequently want to hear fire and brimstone and want to hear all of the big issues and uh, be like, well, you know, Father, you need to remind everybody that uh, all of these things are wrong and these are all the things <laughs> that... But those are, I mean, those should be taken for granted. Like, people should just be going to Mass on their own. But the... 99% of your life is going to be made up of these tiny little interactions and whether or not we choose to see the Lord in those things of like, mm-hmm. is, is the way you use a turn signal walking with Jesus? And it, it can be. <laughs> and I think that's the fun thing is that there, um, to me, the adventure of life is walking with the Lord, not, not finding him because he's already there. It's recognizing like he's right with me mm-hmm. and I don't have to go seek him. I just have to seek with him. Um, yeah. And it's a, that to me. So again, I'll go back to my like kind of romantic view of everything. Um, my life is an adventure with the Lord um, where I just act with him. So, I don't know. Sorry, I kind of like monopolized the end of that time there, Kimmy. No, no. that's That was beautiful. Thanks. I'm so glad that we went there. Me because too. that's, um, it's so helpful to examine that and to look at that and to refocus at the start of the new year, which 
It's probably why Pope Francis went there. <laughs> Perhaps to to inform our our New Year's resolutions. Well, you know what they say: even a blind squirrel finds a few nuts. So I'm glad. I, I'm glad I, <laughs> the other so much. Even a even a blind hog finds a few acorns, and even a stopped watch is right twice a day. Are my other two favorite ways of saying that? <laughs> That's great. Well, I will. So I'll add in my resolutions: participating in the common good and putting others first, mm. in very little ways to walk with the Lord. What a beautiful way to start the new year. And to end the podcast. <laughs> Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs>